and the message is clear. You want to get the Jews out of the park? I know what you're thinking. That is not the sound of Justin Trudeau making the announcement on Sunday to kick off Canada's 44th general election. Instead, that's the sound from a new Historica Canada video about the Christie Pitts riots. The agency released the video to mark the anniversary of the worst anti-Semitic riot in Canadian history. You'll get more on the election a little bit later in the podcast, but since the Christie Pitts riot happened in Toronto 88 years ago this Monday, on August 16, 1933, and we'd already prepared the guests to talk about this historic moment in Canadian history, we'll stick to the plan and we'll catch up on election news too. As I was saying, the short video from Historica Canada uses animated comic book characters together with archival photos to tell the story of what happened that night between Jews and Nazi supporters in Toronto. It was a xenophobic Canada. It was a Canada of Anglo supremacy. And the Christie Pitts riots, in my mind, marks a point where the Jewish community said no. They stood their ground in a public space. They fought for a Canada that could be brighter than it was, that could be more multicultural than it was. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, August 16th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. The Christie Pitts riot happened just a few months after Adolf Hitler had come to power in Germany in 1933. His ideas about Jews had found support in parts of Canada and in Toronto, where some swastika clubs were formed. That night, a pro-Nazi club came to a baseball field where a mainly Jewish team from Toronto's Harvard Street area was playing an important playoff game against a Protestant team. The agitators unfurled a big banner with a swastika on it, and the Jews and their Italian teammates erupted at the sight of the banner, and soon an estimated 10,000 people were slugging it out all over the park, and it spilled out into other neighborhoods in the city. Coming up, we'll hear from Historica Canada and from the author of the graphic novel the film is based on about the lessons that apply today. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Did you notice the new transition music there? No? Well, since we're now launched into election mode, we needed to do something special to announce our federal election coverage here on the CJN Daily. Election Day will be Monday, September 20th. The holiday of Sukkot begins that evening, but the polls close at 7, so that leaves most religious people clear to vote. Advanced polls are September 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, and these dates don't conflict with Sabbath or any Jewish high holidays. The last election in 2019 did cause problems for religious Jewish voters because it was set for October 21st, which was Shemini Atzeret. And the advanced polls were also problematic because some of them were on Jewish religious holidays too. There was even a lawsuit filed against Elections Canada by a religious candidate to get the date changed, but she didn't win. And so other accommodations were offered to Jewish voters. This time round, if you want to vote by mail, you can get a special ballot kit mailed to you, but you have to apply by September 14th to be eligible. The same goes if you live outside Canada or are going to be traveling. Fun fact number one about this election, the campaign will be 36 days long. That's two times 18. And 18 is a symbol of life, and Jews consider this a very lucky number, so 2 times 18 is called double chai. 
very, very lucky. We'll see who is the lucky winner. In other news, that came out just before the election with the number 18. 18 Jewish schools, synagogues, and institutions in Montreal have been granted more than a million dollars in federal funding. It's to upgrade security. The money's part of the Communities at Risk Security Infrastructure Program. So here are a few things you might not know about the Christie Pitts riots. There are two plaques in Toronto at the site. At least three books have been written about it in recent years and one documentary. Some of the lyrics of the tragically hip song Bob Cajun are even thought to be a partial reference. You can decide for yourself because I'm going to play it at the end of the show. And only a couple of people were ever charged and only one was convicted. For more on the 88th anniversary of the Christie Pitts riot, I'm joined by Eli Yarhi of Historica Canada in Toronto and from Winnipeg by the author of the graphic novel the movie was based on, Jamie Michaels. Briefly, why is this such a seminal story? Start with you, Jamie. In the aftermath of the riot, we see Mayor Stewart introduce maybe one of Canada's first pieces of anti-hate speech legislation, a policy that banned the flying of the swastika in Toronto. And kind of from that seed, we really see a a small push towards the multicultural Canada that we we have today. And why did uh, Historica Canada feel after all these years that it was time to revisit this important historical event? This was part of a larger multiculturalism education campaign that we've been launching this year. Includes a three-part mini documentary series of which this this video is a part, Uh, but it also includes a five-part podcast series and an education guide to follow um, this fall that will sort of encapsulate everything together and bring this material to our primary audience, which is students and their teachers. Um, so we were you know, very excited to, to cover this at Historica Canada. Um, and especially as Jamie was pointing out, we're looking for stories that showed some agency on the part of the communities in question. Some of the other uh, mini documentaries in this series uh, include also the story of the Komagata Maru in 1914, uh, and also the construction of the Al-Rashid Mosque in Edmonton. So uh, we, we like to identify these stories in which, you know, those who were oppressed at the time are demonstrating some level of protections for their community in, in, in quite vocal and impactful ways. Now, You know, a couple of years ago, when your book came out, Jamie, you said, quote, we certainly don't live in the same hateful conditions of 1933, but I believe there are lessons to be gleaned from the riots that are relevant today as much as when they occurred. Fast forward to 2021, you know, where does your book fit in even today, where this is, if not the worst, then close to the worst anti-Semitism the world has seen since Second World War? I think we're really learning the lessons in my graphic novel, the correlation between culture and violence. And in 1933, it may have been the connection between newspapers and between public animosity. In contemporary Canada, we're really seeing a lot of this inflammation being driven digitally on social media, online, on forums. So I think the idea of of radicalization the idea of anti-Semitism is tied to two factors. It's tied to the media that people consume, but it's also tied to economic conditions. And and it's no surprise that the Christie Pitts riots uh, was taking place at the height of the Great Depression. And in the same way now, we're seeing a lot of economic stratification. So I think the the playbook is, is still very similar. 
And what I'm hoping people can glean is kind of lessons of tolerance from the graphic novel, while at the same time acknowledging that there are parallels, but no two moments in history are, are exactly analogous. You know, you said the conditions are economic uh, strat. What did you say? Stratification. But we've also had a COVID problem, uh, which has made people even more unsettled uh, and and looking for answers and looking to blame someone. Again, I really want to stress that these these moments in history are unique. Um, this idea that history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. So I don't wanna say that we're living in 1933. I, I don't think that that's an appropriate direct comparison. I think that we really have to combat this anti-Semitism ferociously with, with the knowledge that the conditions are different, the behavior is different. Um, we still have to treat it with an incredible amount of gravitas, projects like this Historical Canada documentary, the Christy Pitts graphic novel. We're working towards educating younger Canadians about the, the risks of, of this inflammatory rhetoric um, yes, absolutely. These, these swastikas are, are gravely concerning, but I think that now, unlike then, we're seeing condemnation from public figures. We're seeing the prime minister having this, this national summit, this forum on anti-Semitism. So there are things about the time that we're living in now that, that give me hope. I want to ask you about the reaction, uh, to, your, uh, this is for the Historic Canada uh, moment that came out. Um, I want to ask you, what was the reaction in June when uh, when this little video was released? Generally, very positive. Um, we were really proud to see that uh, there was great pickup. Um, a lot of you know influential folks were um, sharing the story on their in their networks. Um, which actually managed to make this one of the most successful non heritage minute organic launches that we've had for a video project. So um, I noticed when I was uh, preparing for today's interview, uh, the comments are turned off where it was released. Can you walk me through what happened? We are, of course, in charge of moderating the comments on the, uh, the YouTube channel and other platforms as best we can. Um, we were initially, you know, able to to mitigate a lot of the negative and truly unsettling comments that were being posted to the YouTube video, and it did reach a point where, uh, rather than keeping up with the, you know, the comments that were that were landing on the page that were truly terrible, terrible, um, we decided to to end comment, commenting on the on the video. So, what is that? How does that impact you personally on such an important project that you shepherded through? That is, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it hits you, right? Cuts you right to the quick, um, so to speak. Um, my father always has an expression that you're only as Jewish as somebody else wants you to be. Mm. And it's in instances like that that I think it really drives home. It's just very, it's a shame uh, because that's not how you were expecting this to go, right? But I, I am sort of familiar with when when Jamie launched the book that he said that the uh, you know the timing of its arrival was um, I can't remember the quote exactly but he said that it was depressingly topical and that was in 2019 um, and here we are again in 2021. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia: Integrity, Community, Quality, and Customer Care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Seymour Prince, a former Maritimer living in Toronto, 
He's visited and worked out in over 60 Jewish community centers around the world, and counting. And we'll close the episode with the lyrics to Bob Cajun, and you can decide if the hip were talking about Christy Pitts. And if anybody knows for sure, could you please get in touch and let us know? That night in Toronto.